disciples and everyone else. And where is it going to begin? It's going to begin in you and I falling in love with Christ and longing to live for Him. And we don't pray for this. We don't pray for it as well as we should. He says right here that if we break even the least of these commandments, it's not good for the person. If we teach the wrong interpretation regarding these commandments, we will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. There's a lot of people, they're liberal theologians, people who really aren't sold out for Jesus Christ, and they have a really superficial view of the scriptures. And they say, well, yeah, it says that, but don't get preachy, don't get radical, don't get too caught up in this whole Christianity stuff. And the Lord says, those people who say those things, they are going to be called least in the kingdom of heaven. And that's not just the least, that's the major. Lord is saying here that we need to make sure that we understand these commandments in a way that my prayer there is that says if we obey these commandments and we truly teach about the truth, then we will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. See, the Lord is really addressing these things right here, which can get real specific, but we need to make sure that we lay down that definition that we really need to
like we just celebrated with with uh, folks there today. If you bring your gift to the altar there together as your brother has sent you, leave your gift there before the altar and go with your brother. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. And agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge and your gift be offered to him. Then you'll be alone in your state. Surely I have spoken to you by no means for nothing, for you have refused to listen to me. God wants us to deal with those who have wronged us. And here we see something that's so important. When you look at this dichotomy, there's a couple of misconceptions. Some people believe that what Jesus is saying here is that if you know of anyone who has anything against you, that before you even attempt to forgive them, you need to leave the altar and repent. But I think there's a, a little detail there that's probably a little bit different. I believe, personally, in the context here and throughout the Bible, that he's speaking of when you know that you have more or less messed up in your relationship with someone. You know, and your brother, because of that, because of your mess up, because of your sin, because of your neglect, if he mentions
man, you know, I, I don't know for sure if they said this, but you know what? These are people that I have the closest closest relationship with in the world. And they just got their house ready to celebrate. In fact, last weekend was my anniversary. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? And so when you see Jesus in the passage this morning,
Thank you. 
talking about water, living life in the river. You know, all these things, they just, man, they, they come together and God is trying to do that amongst the lives. You know, the relationships need to be made right before you go into the altar. So radical. Make sure you're not looking and lusting after people of the opposite sex. Make sure that if you're married, you know how beautiful and divinely married you are. Right? some reason I thought that if I did that, that, that I said I didn't have to do it, that I could follow through on that word, or that, no, I don't think that even these people here would be able to tell you they had that mentality. They were able to kind of make a name for it in their own language, and they said if we were going to do something without a pledge or a promise, it wasn't absolutely binding, and it was under a major discipleship program of spouses, parents, or Lord, or whatever it might be. said you would be there, and he said you would be there at 10 o'clock, you would be there at 10 p.m. Literally, words carry weight, because if your word does not carry weight, then you're nothing. And I know some men that follow through and they do nothing, you know, to where I need to make sure that I follow through with the promise, because that promise has weight.
instead it says love your neighbor as you hate your enemies but i say to you love your enemies bless those who curse you do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you that you may be sons of your father in heaven for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous for if you love those who love you what reward do you get do not even the tax collectors do the same and if you greet your brethren only what do you do more than the others do not even the tax collectors do so therefore you tell me this so you will get a reward says, what's the big deal? You're no different than the pagans. 
sovereign work and light in the darkness so that people would see how radically different he is. And they would come and turn to him. You know, the, the Jewish church in the Old Testament, the Jews, they, they knew that they were the elect and the chosen ones. But what did they end up doing? They ended up pursuing their religion and ostracizing
Thank you. 